question for Tori. Uh, Dawn first. Oh, Lord. I don't know. I mean, I, you're a strong woman and um, I'm on this show every Tuesday with these guys and I considered myself a strong person. Um, we all, like you said, we've all gone through our past with some negative things. One of the biggest things that just slapped me in the face of what truth came out of you. This is more of a statement than it is a question is who the people you have worked with opened their eyes, including ours. And I just want to thank you for that because there was so many people skeptical um, because we are creatures of habit as far as um, not reading into someone deeper and uh, rumored, I guess. And thanks for that, because I'm going to tell you what, I think you've woke up a lot of people here tonight. And uh, thank you for that. I hope so. I want all those people that go run for office, go take, you know, take, take the reins of their community. You know, when uh, on, on, on telegram in my groups in all States, like I was like, guys meet up in person and they do that. We do it in Ohio. We have 10 regions. They meet, they have potluck. They meet once a month, once a week, depending on the frequency. And this happens across the world. Like in Germany and Italy, I have groups in India and in Africa and they all meet and they discuss like the things, the current events or what they could be doing and what they can't be doing, you mm -hmm. know? And actually, two years ago, I told my audience that there's going to be a period of time. <laughs> they just don't remember that, that I may not be able to be doing a lot of podcasts because I'll be busy. Yeah. You know, I think this is the period of time because it all comes to it. If all of us meet in person, we get to know each other. We create a bigger family. Yes. The, the, the ties that I've seen between people through these groups is incredible. You meet people that are like-minded that want the same thing. And that's the foundations of America. And we, sometimes, you know, you just got to start at the beginning. If you want to solve a problem going somewhere in the middle, usually can I drop an F bomb? Sure. Fuck shit up. <laughs> it does, right. It usually does. So it's like, let's step aside. But thank you. I appreciate you. I, I'm not doing anything except for everything you're doing. I just seem, you know. I know, but you woke up, you woke people up a little bit here tonight. And that is something that we try to do on a weekly freaking basis. I appreciate it. And that. you just feel like sometimes you're just back paddling and back paddling. And I think um, your, honesty, your honesty and your, um, your know-how and your algorithm checks, uh, all of it, um, it it will either humble people or wake them up. And I hope that it does both. I hope so too. Amen. Brian, uh, number two. That's you. No, I mean, one and thing two. <laughs> um, I just got to say, you know, I mean, uh, a lot of what you talk about, I've listened to your podcast. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, you, you've got my vote, obviously. 
I just I hope you do stick to your guns. I hope you do hold these people accountable because I know everything that comes to the governor's office is it goes straight to the secretary. You know what I mean? Um, so uh, I hope that you fuck some shit up. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, F-A-F-O or, or how my pronouns. Now, I'll tell you what. You know how you know I'm going to stick to my guns? Because I can tell you that in 20, 2018, when they had secret subpoenas on me, they were trying to find something. They wanted me in jail like so bad and they couldn't. So they went civil. They're like, we're just going to trash her instead. right? I could have rolled over. They told me pay us 500 bucks, sign this assurance of voluntary compliance and make it all go away. Guess what I said? No. And instead I got shamed for it, but I was okay with that. You know why? Because it matters to me that I didn't bend the knee and roll over getting away with this. And if I could put that foot down when, I didn't have people. I was still in the shadows. I was, you know, freshly fired. I just rolled up a bunch of marshals. The the U.S. marshal in North Dakota deputy was rolled up. The Wells County Sheriff was rolled up. The U.S. North Dakota marshal resigned in the middle of the night, right? All of them. So I wasn't anyone that, if I died, no one would have seen it. It would have been like thump somewhere in the night. And I didn't bend the knee. So there's no way. I would go back on my word. If I did that, knowing that I was going to pay for it, and the only person that got something out of it was me. If you don't stand for anything, you'll fall for everything. Amen. All right. Don, can you mute your uh... – oh, you're already muted. It's someone else. Okay. Um, Thank you. Mr. Josh, your last uh, – I don't have a question at all. I, I think all the questions that we could ask have been kind of sponged here. And I, I just want to appreciate you again for being a genuine human being and winning, winning my heart back to understanding that, hey, maybe maybe we could do something here. Because <laughs> um, like yeah. I've said in the past, if you watch some of these shows, I, I'm not one that's uh, very keen on wanting to vote. I'm only going because I love these guys on this panel and I love a few of my brothers and sisters that I talk to. And they say, Josh, you need to keep going. So I, I'm still going. But with people like you running and, and people like Brian running, I'll, I'll go out and support something like that. That's something I can tell my friends to go out and support and uh, feel good doing so. So thank you for your genuine. Thank you. I yeah, appreciate being genuine. So I appreciate you. And always yeah. vote. In yeah. 2016, your vote didn't matter anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Intervention there. And the algorithm, they couldn't re-hijack it. So, you know, always have faith that there's always something there to, to stop what's going. We do our duties, right? And we keep ourselves honest. Like, like the example I gave, I knew that the only one that was going to benefit from me saying no, right. And going through all that was me knowing that I'm keeping myself straight. And that's the way we keep our country straight with the vote. So we should always do it regardless if it, if they're snipping it or not, at least we try. Indeed. It's called integrity. I'm all about this. I don't know. I don't know about that. We'll do some voting too, I guess, but to, because we got to keep this down, I guess. I, I'll keep that away. I'll, I'll put them away. Right. <laughs> hey, Josh, in the meantime, uh, why don't you do what you normally do every week sure. and say a sure. prayer with Tori? All of us together. Absolutely. All right. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for divine protection over Tori right now. I thank you for protection over her family right now. Father, I just pray that everyone here right now, that within the sound of my voice, would just stretch out their hands and that they would just put it toward Tori right now, that, that they would just pray for her protection, pray for her family. Lord, she is doing such a mighty work right now, God. 
And Father, there's some things that I know that are going to try to come against her. Because when you're doing the right thing, when you're when you're holding to integrity, when you're holding to your word, Father, there are many that are going to try to come against her. So we just pray and thank you for divine protection. We thank you for mighty angels that gather around her and her family, protecting her day and night throughout all of this, Father. We thank you, Lord, for a great state of Ohio that we live in, that we get to call home, that you have blessed us with being able to call our home. And Father God, we just thank you, Lord, that you're going before this. We know, Father God, that the battle is always already won because you are in the fight. You are in this. You are with us. You have protected her this far. And so, Father God, we thank you for raising up a generation, Father, that will stand beside her and that will do the right thing, that we will do the right thing, Father, according to your will and purpose in our lives and in this world and in this country. Father, we thank you, Lord, for all that you're going to do. We believe you. We thank you for everyone and everything that was spoken here tonight. We thank you, Father God, that it was that it has raised some eyebrows, that has at very least brought some questions to some hearts, and that, Father God, it will just be increased that they would be able to awaken and see that, Father God, that things are not the way they should be and that we need to correct them. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for your honor. We thank you so much, Father God, for your love that never fails and is always for us. We give you glory and honor right now, Father, in Jesus' name. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Tori, how about some last words for the people out there that are listening and us as well? Okay, first of all, let me just say, for us all, this is so cool. This roundtable discussion, I should do that stuff. Yeah. Like, no, seriously, this is so cool. I'm so I'm kind of jealous that you guys like know each other and you hang out and and you <laughs> and you dish out politics. I am kind of jealous. Now we need more of that. Actually, you know, um, I want everyone to know that going into these elections, I've got 40 days, right? And I'm hoping that I can get these machines. Um, taken taken out of the equation, right? But what's important is that every time we sit down at a dining table, coffee table, public, at home, with family and friends, we should have these discussions. We should be having conversations about what we want in our community. We should be sharing them. And we're not all going to agree, right? right? And that's fine. You know, and we don't have to say majority rules either, Right. We can all be courteous and there's more than enough room and things to go around. We need conversation. We need to, to be honest. Do we want to just continue living in an institutionalized environment? Because that's basically it. We've been busy picking out backsplash and they've been doing, look how much they've changed our economy. They've changed the structure of our health, right? They're now going to be commanding what we put in our bodies. They're taking our children Right. They're changing the laws that protect them. The courts and the laws aren't to protect you. It's to protect the corporations. When the lockdown happened, all these big businesses, Walmart made a ton of money. The, the mom and pop shop didn't, right. you know, Pizza Hut made money. The little, the little pizza joint didn't car washes were shut down. Wedding dress outfits were shut down, but not, you know, the big box stores. See, we need these conversations. And we need to have people there that will say it's not right. Not everything we do is perfect, right? All of us don't do things perfectly, but right. we do what's right. And uh, what's right, that, that's what has to be done. What's right, not what's easy. Yeah. What's right. So that's all I have to say is people should do what's right. 
if they want to listen to rumors about me, that's fine. But they should meet me. Because most of these people, they talk and they don't even know me. They don't even know what I look like. Kid you not, I had someone say, oh, are you, oh my God, what did she say? <laughs> she said, hey, are you blessed to be in my presence? And I was like, who are you? And she, she was supposedly somebody. I didn't know who she was. <laughs> and, then, and, and then it clicked like who she was. But I was like, ew, why would she say that? She's like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't know what you look like, she said. <laughs> I, I just saw you and I was like, but you run your mouth about me and you don't even know what I look like, you know, and I'm a person that will confront people that talk smack about me. I'll go up to them and say, Hey, I'm right here. I want to tell it to my face. You know, um, they, well, people should ask the questions and then they should see why are they making excuses as to why that happened to somebody else, but it can't happen to somebody else. You know, I was lawfare to the ground. And when people bring that up, I'm like, damn, you suck. But then you're sitting here saying everything else is corrupt, what they're doing to Matt and, and Rudy and Sydney yeah. and Trump. But no, they're not doing it to you. And it's like, have you read the case? Yeah. <laughs> like, have you? Have you actually read the case? And they're like, yeah, well, Vice said so. Oh, get out of my face. Like, I love <laughs> people say things like they have this fake website. And it's like, who would believe any of that? Like they put things up and I'm like, I can't protect myself. I can't. Facebook won't protect me. Right. Um, you know, you can't do anything. No. Uh, just go with your heart. I mean, if you think LaRose is doing a great job, then more power to you. <laughs> I don't even know where you live. <laughs> I'm just, we, we, Ohioans are going to be the first you watch. It started in Ohio in yeah. 2004. We had our first theft theft. Remember? Yep. Happened here. Started in Ohio 17 years ago. It ends in Ohio. Come on. Later. I love that. Yes, there's many, there's oh, yeah. many prophetic men. I don't know how much about prophecy you know, but there are many prophetic men of God that have said what you're saying. That everything starts in Ohio. And Ohio will lead the way. I, I don't know what that's about. California, saying Ohio. love a mashup of I can feel it coming in the air tonight and Michael Jackson. Like, let's be straight. So welcome, everyone. This is the Dirty Laundry version. Um, my name is Tori Maris. If you don't know me, I am a candidate uh, for Ohio's secretary of state position on the ballot this November. Um, I believe that Ohio, we've already made history by actually getting an independent on a statewide ballot. That's number one. And a woman. And, well, technically, a minority woman. So congrats on that. But maybe we can make U.S. history now by being the first ever state to unseat an incumbent with an independent and a woman. 
And I think it's about that time. Now, as I said, this is a dirty laundry edition. Um, this, uh, during this edition, I'm pretty sure a lot of you that have heard my podcast or seen my, my tweets, my truths, my posts, I can be a little bit nippy and sharp, but I want to keep it simple. When we're talking about dirty laundry, I mean, we can get into the, you know, shenanigans of, you know, their personal life, um, shenanigans of, you know, how they interact with people of the public, uh, those shenanigans. We could get into that. But see, people that are worth zero time are people that talk about other people, right? You need to be talking and having conversations with people that discuss ideas and solutions. But in order to highlight the solutions, and in order for all of you in Ohio to understand that we require solutions, you must be able to identify the problem, right? Because you can't find a solution to something you don't know where the problem is. You have to start at the beginning. And therefore, today's Dirty Laundry Edition is pretty much just pointing out the concerns we have. And I'm speaking not only as a candidate, but as a constituent, as a citizen of Ohio, as a mom, a single mom, right? As a voter. So how do we fix the problem we have? And one person would say, what is the problem we have? When it comes to the Secretary of State, there are two main key issues, business and elections. Now, unbeknownst to many of you, the Ohio Secretary of State was actually, is actually also a federal representative. Allow me to elaborate. The incumbent, Frank LaRose, is also on a DHS advisory board. He has federal interests as well as state interests. For me, I consider that a conflict of interest. Considering that our state is supposed to be sovereign, but it's no surprise to me that it was people in the legislature that made that happen. There was a bill. You need to find the name of all those people that made that bill happen, and you need to make sure they're never in office again. This is how you fix things, by paying attention to what the problem is. So the one thing is, the key thing is, for the state of Ohio, is as a state, we have lost our state sovereignty, meaning if the federal government pushes a policy like CRT or drag queen book stories or mandatory vaccinations, mandatory lockdowns, then your state not having sovereignty will bend the knee and do as they're told. Now, that is the root of the majority of the problems that we have stemming out of the Secretary of State's office. And this isn't just something LaRose did. The previous Secretary of State's kind of helped with that. Let's not forget the first elections that were stolen and documented as stolen were right here in Ohio in 2004, 17 years ago. Now, I know a lot of people believe, well, Trump said vote straight ticket. Well, Trump also said the vaccine was fine, right? Something called free will. Free will. 
actual free will and choice. And see, this is the problem. When you're at the precipice, you can't tell someone to pull you by the nose and lead you. You need to be a leader yourself and you need to take control of things. The fact that we have people pushing the continuation of this dilution, this is the end of it. Like this is where we're at. If we go over this tipping point in November and this hasn't been fixed, it's game over. You're part of the cities. There is no fixing it later. The laws are stacked against you. You can't even remove them. There's no alien or Gandalf coming to save you. It's you to save yourself. We can have all the plans in place. We can have all the evidence in place. But if no one's willing to listen and no one's willing to execute, then nothing will happen. That is the way it is always, right? This isn't a one-man band. This is a USA. And in this case, this is an Ohio issue. So that's number one. The fact that there is a conflict of interest. And this is why on yesterday's show, which I completely adored. I didn't even know there were, you know, uh, roundtable podcasts like that in Ohio. Um, you know, what, what, what was impressive to see, aside from the easy banter and um, understanding, it was impressive to see that a lot of people didn't know a lot of these things. And that's because we miss it. You can go to your um, Ohio State representative page and see that they passed a bill a couple of years ago nominating that Frank LaRose can be a DHS, get this, advisor. And he is now in a federal role. Not only that, they authorized him to hire someone for cybersecurity. A guy named McAfee, not the usual McAfee, okay? Just another one, which is probably a pseudonym because the guy's agency. Because he has a degree in forensic psychology, but he heads our cybersecurity, and he comes straight from DHS. So LaRose was crowned DHS advisor on the federal board, and he hired a forensic psychologist to be the lead of cybersecurity from DHS. Not only that, Frank LaRose is the one spearheading the misinformation. You know that whole thing, the you know, the Ministry of Truth that the D, that DHS was pushing? LaRose is spearheading that. He's in charge of that. Right? He's legit in charge of it. I'm not making this up. And this is why I felt compelled that I have to run because who else is going to tell the people this? No one's looking. Right. You have all these people posturing. People are so upset that they went all in on candidates that are funded by pedophiles. Right. That are corrupt. Right. And they were testers because this is supposed to be LaRose's last term before he becomes governor, if not within two years. That was the plan. Don't you get it? That was the plan. And then John Adams was supposed to come in. You see how they work this? And they're like, yeah, he has a patriotic name. It's almost like the GOP has their own run for something campaign too that we're not privy to. So I want the people of Ohio to understand the gravity of the situation here. They're selling us a mirage of talking points on the incumbent's 
Facebook page. He is promoting an organization that is funded by open societies. Self-admitted, I posted the video where they told they were trying to convince me that George Soros is an American citizen and he has every right to fund it. These are the people that the incumbent is partnering with. Again, remember, this person, the incumbent, right, is connected to the World Economic Forum, the same World Economic Forum that says that you will own nothing and like it. And obviously, they're starting to push insects because we're not worthy of meat. We should be eating bugs. And this isn't a stretch. Go look up Jobs Ohio and look who sits on the board. His brother does. Look at the documentation of when Jobs Ohio was created. House LaRose funded it. And LaRose was in the legislature when they passed it into law. That entity itself, I promise you, will be gone first day I'm in office. First day I'm in office, it's pack your stuff, you're out. You are not allowed to operate on Ohio. And then I will put in an investigation into every single person that allowed that to happen and allow foreign interests to infiltrate our state. This is unacceptable. And the fact that LaRose being such a top secretary of state is partnering with TikTok. Oh, you don't know that yet? Well, there's a story on that, and I'm extremely busy. As you guys can see, I'm in a sweater. I have a, I have a child that's a little bit under the weather. Here's a climate in Ohio, you guys. You get allergies or cold. Your kid's scared to go to school be because they're going to be labeled a health hazard. My daughter doesn't want to go because she's still sniffling and coughing because the teachers and the students will start looking at her like she has the plague, right? <laughs> this is the environment. This is the climate that they have created, a climate of fear that penetrates our own children to not want to be around people because they're terrified that they're going to be labeled as a biohazard, because let's not forget, they all labeled us as biohazards. And Frank LaRose was wearing two masks, not one. And his office had this cellophane. Did you guys see that? It's like, yeah, viruses decide to go around things. No, they just go straight. It's the most ridiculous thing ever. How are these people in office? How are they, how are they staying there? How are they telling us what to do? When everything they say is contrary to common sense. Now, aside from Frank LaRose's direct and indirect connections with the World Economic Forum, that is foreign run with foreign interests penetrating our state. He has taken money from Facebooks and Craigslist, like all the cyber oligarchs, to provide tools to help us in the elections. I'm sorry. But when I think of Craigslist, Frank I won't even go get a couch thinking it might have bed bugs, let alone handle my election security. These are real issues that people are not talking about. We're not having conversations about. And while everyone wants to paint things as election denier, no, you're the deniers. You are denying us the right to vote. You are denying us our voice because our vote is our voice. And by the way, right, you're the election deniers. I am an election backer. I support and want fair, free, transparent, and with chain of custody elections that are secure, that every eligible elector can have. You know, 
speaking to people within the GOP and the Democratic Party, and we're talking people that are running for office. I'm not talking, oh, just, you know, people that pay their dues. I'm talking people that are running for office. I can tell you out of, like, statistically, over 90% of the people running do not want Frank LaRose in office. And I can tell you, to the last event I went, I went to a Democrat event and I went to a Republican event, right? At the Republican event, LaRose was so thirsty for approval that he had everyone wear a Frank LaRose sticker, right? I was there. He didn't like that because he had to seem like he was important. And then he went on stage and lied to everyone. I'm the only secretary of state ever endorsed by President Trump. Actually, that's a lie. Other secretary of states had. And you had that at the primary because you were better than John Adams. John Adams apparently, you know, wasn't good enough. That was the plan, wasn't it? Just to see how he would run. I mean, we know how that works. We all seen the inner workings. We know how politics are played. And that's exactly what we need to stop. Ohio is an amazing state. We have industries that other states don't. We have the best of both, the urban and the suburban and the farming. So not everyone thinks like Frank, who is busy observing Nigerian elections or taking money from places like open societies and Les Wexner, the pedophile, to then tell us what to do and how our vote should be handled. He's learned many tricks from all these corporations and cyber oligarchs on how to stifle your voice and stifle your ballot. Now, Tori, that's a big statement. Well, allow me to ask, why aren't we having a debate on this? All of Ohio should be demanding a debate. Because for some deranged reason, people believe because Trump won in Ohio, there was no election fraud. This is where you're wrong. They knew that if they stole Ohio, that there would be a problem. So instead, they filled up all the other seats that you all know were not won, right? They were stolen and left that as is, but made it look really close. Even though Cuyahoga County is allegedly the only blue county Apparently, it counted for a lot of votes, which made no sense. Now, for those of you that believe that he is on the straight and narrow, I ask of you, why is it that most of my supporters come from the Board of Elections? Hmm? Because they've seen firsthand what he does. They've seen how he operates and they know it's wrong. And it pains me to say this. I forgive them, but that doesn't mean I agree with it. Many of them just want their job and they're keeping their head down knowingly and willingly, even though they can see that this is very wrong. I have been trying to get answers from the incumbent uh, since the elections of 2020. In fact, his lawyer, Nicholas Seibert, answered a question for me on the record, and you guys maybe will have it in court. I emailed and asked him about the escrow company that checks the source code for the machines. I have this on record. He sent it to me on letterhead. I asked him point blank, if the state of Ohio has any contracts with a company called NCC Group, which is a foreign company based out of the United Kingdom, 
owned an opera. Well, I think he's like the chair of Lord Malak. <laughs> so weird. That guy's like in everything. Wasn't he like with Prince Andrew and all that Epstein stuff too? So weird. And so he sends me this email telling me Ohio doesn't have this. We don't have anything to do with this company. Now his letter was a lie, but not exactly. See, what companies like this do is they create other little companies that they operate under. <clears throat> See, if he was being truthful, he would have said it's Iron Mountain because Iron Mountain was their subsidiary, which they bought out completely in 2021, right? So they had NCC group contracts. They became Iron Mountain. So basically... <laughs> A foreign nation's company that's global is not only housing our election records, pay attention, but also our medical records, our deeds, our IDs. Remember, the BMV is privatized. You can buy a franchise and open up a BMV. You think I'm kidding? Check it out yourself. <coughs> now, this dirty laundry edition is pretty much introducing you to the immense task that we have as Ohioans. Now, I can talk about Chelsea Clark. I'll do a separate episode so I can introduce you to what run for something really means. Because not all of my constituents are in the middle like me. They're not centrist. Some of them are far right, like hard right. Like they don't care if they fall off a cliff with the GOP, they're going. Others are so hard left, right, that they can't even see the door to exit, okay? They're so far left, they can't see. Right. And then there's people that are leaning on both sides. And this is exactly um, what we need. We all need to have this conversation and say, all right, all right, all right. Both of these parties are corrupt. We need some transparency and we need to rein back some of that power. We need to give it back to the people. Right. We need to find ways to remove these people that are causing harm to our state and our communities. We need to be able to protect our children, protect our families, protect our property, right? See, no one, no one in the state of Ohio that's an elected official put their foot down when it was declared that 100 miles in from the border, they have the right to occupy your house. I think that's in the Constitution. What amendment is that? Somebody tell me. The amendment where people can't quarter themselves in your house. Well, that was actually just like done and decreed and passed. And no one in the state of Ohio stood up and said not happening in our state. You could say whatever you want to everybody else, but it's not happening here. Because I'll tell you what, that's all of Toledo. That's all of Cleveland, right? That's the whole north part of Ohio, which we use for waterways through the lake. This is a very big deal. And no one in Ohio spoke up when we're right on the Canadian border. Where are these elected officials? Why didn't Dave Yost send a letter and say, look, you could say whatever you want, federal government, but we didn't agree to this. My state is sovereign. You don't just take it over because you feel like it in a time of emergency. No, 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 no. It's our job. It's our job to defend our borders. That's why we have the National Guard. The federal government comes when the state can't handle it. When have we seen any of this being employed by the people of Ohio? In a very long time, right? Not at all. Your elections are also handled by the federal government. Frank LaRose was the first state, right? And mind you, he was elected. When the EAC had no quorum, so then you have to question, 
Was he legally elected since the machines weren't certified because the EAC had no quorum and they and they admitted that they didn't certify the machines? Huh. Oh, it's okay. We'll just forget about it. See, nobody wants to talk about that. Everyone's talking about 2020, but nobody's talking about 2019 and 2018, right? And 2017. Those were important years too, because we have the the money makers, right? The money makers, the Congress, every two years, they just churn money. And if you remember, the Constitution protects us from federal entities making laws about our elections, right? Except when it comes to Congress's elections, which is probably because they make a lot of money. But why isn't anyone speaking out about that? No one is seeming to say, wait a minute, this guy just got in with no machines that were certified during the 2018 elections. What happened? Well, I'll tell you what happened. He's the first secretary of state to take all of our data and put it on a .gov site. He's literally handed our private identifying information as Ohioans to the federal government for your safety, of course, right? Because you're safe, of course. And this is why now he also is quasi-federal employee because he was appointed on the DHS advisory board. That doesn't sound very kosher. What are his interests, state or federal? Which one? Because a lot of people like to think, yeah, America, this, FBI, DHS. Look, those are federal agencies that oversee the whole nation as a whole, and they come into states when necessary. This isn't their playground. This is where Ohio is, right? In Ohio, it's our police, our National Guard, our Highway Patrol, our sheriffs, our, our firefighters, our coffers that pay for everything. The income that we have as a state. We shouldn't be borrowing any money from the federal government at all. In fact, we can confiscate a lot of money from a lot of businesses. And if we had someone smart, well, I'm definitely smart. And you know what I'm going to do? Retroactively fine any company that doesn't rehire the employees they fired for not getting vaccinated. But Tori, you can't do that. Watch me. Ohio State Constitution is already there. It's already given us our rights. And no one can take those away. No one. Those were written in order to be upheld. No one should be taking away any of those rights. And I will make it right. The first thing I'm doing is getting rid of Jobs Ohio. That is the first thing I'm doing. They are no longer eligible to operate as a private nonprofit in the state of Ohio because I said so, because they have ties with foreign entities. It's on their website. It's game over. Okay. That is a violation of my national security as a state, right? My security as a state because they get every citizen's information. Like, how does nobody see that as an issue? How does nobody see that? No one is having these discussions. I sent a formal request to both Chelsea and Frank for a debate. We as Ohioans should demand to have it. The only debate we're having is against Vance and Tim Ryan, and that's for money. Money, 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 ratings. They're getting paid a ton of money to talk. I don't need money. I want Ohioans to know these issues. I want them to know the problems that we're facing. This isn't about Republican and Democrat. When I hear people saying, we're just going to go straight ticket. You're going to dilute the vote. Now, I'm not going to dilute it if all of us vote for the right person, right? 
That's the way it goes. You either take Frank, who has sold the state out. In, let, in his first term, he has completely annihilated our privacy and sovereignty as a state. As a state, he does as he wants. He creates these crazy districts. When it comes to districting, it's going to be pretty simple. County by county. There's going to be none of this, you know, my district. How, how do I have something in common in downtown Cleveland? with a place down in Akron, Ohio. Like, how does that even make sense? It takes me an hour and someone to get there. And yet they're in my district and I'm represented by the same clown. Like, how does that even make sense? That all needs to go. It's going to be common sense and we're going to have better representation because we are completely underrepresented as a state of Ohio. We have 8 million registered voters, but have very few people in Congress going out there. We need appropriate representation. We need to be setting the tone for the United States of America. We need to be setting the tone for other states. Everyone sees DeSantis and they're like, he's amazing. No, he's not. Remember what he said about, you know, voter fraud, right? And everyone's like, oh, he's going after them. No, he wasn't. If you actually read his order, he said he was only going after people who were felons and voted and weren't allowed to. But you know, in Ohio, we don't have a problem like that because apparently in Ohio, felons can vote. So whatever, right? I guess we'll just use the persons to turn out ballots, won't we, Frank? But that's the problem. We have to be transparent. We have to be calling these people, you know, to the carpet. If we don't have the ability to ask questions, then nothing will ever be done. And you will be just running around in circles. And, and as usual, people will just be sitting around round tables and memeing and complaining, getting nothing done. Well, here I am. I'm willing to get this done and I will work as hard as possible. You give me your vote. I will work as hard as I can to make you proud. And there will be not one of you that will not be heard. Not one of you. And I'm a person that is all game for any questions you may have. I do not cower. I do not tell you no. And I will answer all of them. And that is exactly how a statesman operates. That they are 100% on the same page with their constituents. Transparency. And that's something we don't have right now. That is something we don't have right now. And I'm willing to go up there and bat for us. Because yeah, I've been through hell and back. For those of you that actually know. I have been through hell and back and my eyes in my previous career have seen things you wouldn't even believe can happen. Okay. I have been responsible for conducting over 45 elections overseas to install regimes that we wanted, right? That we wanted as an America, because I represented the U S interests in the company that I was at. I was actually one of the best. I was trained from a very young age. So when we talk psycho psychological operations, mine was like on another level. We're talking like literal brain hacking, like reality hacking, the whole thing. That was my previous job. And so the only way, and Assange said it best, the only way that wars are created are with lies. And the only way to stop wars is with truth. Well, this is a war that's brewing. And it seems that everyone's a spectator and not a participant. We're letting them get away with it. Every single one of them. So uh, this was the dirty laundry edition. This was to show you that this person is not who he pretends to be, right? He's a showman. He is highly disliked by his own peers. I can tell you that with my hand to the fire. 
There are so many Republicans that I have conversations with and in person, of course. So there's no trace, right? At these GOP parties. And I'll tell you what, they don't like him at all. They don't want to talk to him. There were people at the last meeting I went to who said, I have communicated with him, explaining to him that I need him to clean up the voter rolls. And his response is, oh, give me one or two names and I'll have them prosecuted so we can make it look like we did something. No, Frank, the people want real change. The people want someone that has the ability to remove them and unplug them from the matrix and this system of data collection and allow them at least at the point of choice of First Amendment to be able to vote without technology involved. We do not need technology. We do not need to collect the data because in the end, political prosecution is the way. Because in just under 12 months to 20, 12 to 24 months is a deployment. They will know how you vote. And the minute you vote against them, you will be on the crappy pile. That is their end goal. And today, one of my listeners shared with me a letter they got from a bank, Bank of America. And in that letter, Bank of America declined to open a deposit account with them because they felt she wasn't the type of person they want to do business with. And there's a new company heading out of Scottsdale, Arizona. We're not talking Equifax and TransUnion. We're talking, this is the CCP social credit score system. The only piece missing is the way you vote and your pure identity, which is your DNA. But everyone lined up for those DNA harvesting parties with the COVID test. Those weren't to test you. They were to collect DNA. LaRose knows it. It's all part of the plan. He's a DHS advisor, so he knows. And that's the thing. We need to understand the gravity of the situation as Ohioans and understand, and the president said it best. We're at the precipice after this. It's like, we can't, if we don't get some things done, we can have all the evidence we want. It's not going to happen. And the, 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 what needs to be done is the people, right? The people need to start speaking up and standing tall. They're not giants. Look at me. I'm a short round lady with braces that can't walk five feet without being out of breath because I have a bunk liver. And I don't drink, by the way. It's not like cirrhosis from drinking. But yet here I am standing in front of them. They don't, they don't scare me. Do you know why? The only power they have is the power that I give them. We gave them that power. They draw that power from us. And the minute we understand that they are powerless without us, it's game over. And what we need to do as Ohioan is unify and say, all right, this stops here. It's game over. We're not doing this anymore. We're not paying dues to these parties that are pushing people we don't want. Like, who put DeWine there? The people wanted Joe Blystone. Why did they put DeWine? Because <laughs> his son's in the Supreme Court. Right? Right? The people wanted other people. Why did they put them forward? Because they said so. And you must listen. Because if you're naughty and you don't pick blue or red, right, you're going to be silenced. And that's the way it is. They want you in two boxes so they know. That's the way computers think. Binary, artificial intelligence. Are you getting it yet? This is what they're doing to us. This is exactly it. This is what's already been deployed overseas. This is CCP tech. This was always the plan. The best way to enslave a man is by making him think it was their idea in the first place. 
Then they do it with least resistance. Then they do it with accepting atrocities like killing people or what did New York do? Oh, you can't rent a house. If you don't have the vaccine, you're getting kicked out and evicted. What? What happened to my body, my choice? It doesn't go one way only. These are things as Ohioans we need to pay attention to. Remember, we were always considered the heart of America. Remember, the first fraud happened here 17 years ago. Remember, we are the 17th state of the United States of America. Remember, we have had leaders like Mr. Cleveland who have gone down to South America to liberate people. Remember, Ohio is a great state and it was always the heart of America. And they took that title away and said, find it here. And like I said, yeah, we will. America will find its voice here and bellow it out from sea to shining sea. Every single American will hear us and every single American will demand it. I'm not going to be like Ron DeSantis where I dictate and say things that are nice but do things differently. It's going to be fully transparent. One million percent. I will be reading the letters that I will be signing. Right? I won't be saying things which are not false but not true either. I will be straight to the point. I don't want us to play politics. This is our house. This is our backyard. This is our state. And we love our state. And we want everyone to feel safe, able to succeed and do everything, and not have to worry about being prosecuted, persecuted, put in boxes, or forced out of work or education because they committed a thought crime. Huh? You think that's far? Remember. Frank LaRose is spearheading the misinformation agency. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. And like I said, day one, World Economic Forum, Jobs Ohio is done. I'm going to start finding them. I'm going to start an investigation for foreign interference, for mining our data. What data have they given to the World Health Organization, the World Economic Forum? How much of that data that they've collected on citizens have they given to them? Those are big questions. And I never ask questions I don't already know the answer to. So this is how we move forward. Now, considering that they made sure that I have very little time to campaign, right? The day he certified the ballots, he sided with the kangaroo court. The two days before he sends off ballots to the military, he has to eat crow and the Supreme Court decides to put me on. They did it on purpose. While many sit there, oh, the Democrats put her on. No, the Democrats know I'm right. The Democrats know Chelsea has no chance in hell. No one's voting for her because nobody knows who she is. And right now going to the polls, you guys, I am a winner. Why? Because nobody likes the Democrats, not even the Democrats. Nobody likes the Republicans, not even the Republicans. And here I am sitting in the middle. So while all the other ones will be red and blue, mine will be chosen. Because people know better. They're like, damn, independent for secretary of state? Sure, so hook me up. Looks ethnic. Let's go. And I've already won. I already won. There is no, I didn't win. I won. Done. I represent Ohio. Ohioans are centrist. They're not far left. They're not far right. They're centrist. Yes, we have those fringe people, right? But the majority are in the middle of the road. While people make stories about East Cleveland. Oh, East Cleveland is so deadly. Yeah, they shoot each other. But I'm in East Cleveland all the time. No one's attacking me. No one's hurting me. 
They just don't. Those are like gang things. Ohio wants to be safe again. Ohio wants to be amazing. And, and this is what we've got to do. And the way to do it is by getting out and voting. We'll take care of the machines. We'll take care of the process. But what we need now is at least one position that can give us the tools to then get in and get the rest of them done. Because that's the thing. We can't fix this. What do you think? Like a magic wand's going to curl across and just arrest all of them overnight? Well, let me think about that. Not in Ohio. But in 2019, when I started pushing out the Ohio garbage, in 2019, I did. I started picking at the scab with Clinton Energy Management Services, First Energy, and Public Utilities. I got onto that Enron thing. I sent the court a message. I was like, yo, so this case is still open for Enron with Clinton Management Energy Services. Yes, that Clinton. Oh, yeah, with DeWine. Yeah, that one. And guess where their address was? The same address for Enron in Texas. So weird. Did a whole show on it. You can find it. And that was in 2019. And you know who got rolled up? Householder. Really? That guy? He was easy pickings. We need to get the really big ones. Portman, where are you at? We have a lot of people because a lot of people lost their lives and, and, and because of Enron. They lost their life savings. People committed suicide. They lost everything they had. And where did it happen? Right here in Ohio. And nobody even paid attention. So this is exactly what we need. We need all of us to say, all right, all right, you guys can play your party games. You media can say whatever you want. But you know what? Here in Ohio, we're in charge. And we, the people, are in charge. We like our guns. We like our sovereignty. And we like to be able to say, yeah, sorry, federal government, you're not taking over my house because you said so. Because I'm a state and I have sovereignty. I don't care if Congress passed anything. My state didn't approve of it. Therefore, it's not happening. Oh, but your senator and congressman, who are they? Let me fire them. We will sue them for approving it if they did. This is not how it works. You cannot make a law that affects a state and sit by idly. Yo should have stood up there and said something. He should have. He should have. Don't worry. Secretary of State will. I definitely will. I will make sure that I address every single one of those issues that threaten our state's prosperity and our ability to live in peace and harmony with liberty, just like we're entitled to. We shouldn't have all these corrupt people taking money everywhere. We shouldn't have corrupt corporations within our school systems. Like how much money are they taking from our state and tax money and how much from federal and yet they get outside investments? Why? Like my daughter's school district, why the heck does it have $600 million in its bank? Like, oh, Google, oh, open societies. Are you kidding? These are the things we need to be addressing. Not, oh, yeah, you know. No, that's not happening. If you want someone that will fight for you, and I will fight for you, and I will work hard because I've been trained very well. The past two years, after getting all my contracts canceled because of what I was saying, I was blacklisted from the intelligence community and the linguistic community. I worked with contracting companies for, you know, uh, one of them here stateside from like late 2008, right? And, and they canned me. They canned me. I'm the only one in all of America that issued examinations to people 
that we're interpreting in certain languages, especially in healthcare setting and for USCIS, right? I created the tests that they use and I was fired because of who I am, because of what I was saying. So you know who's been my employer? The people. The people help my light stay on. The people help me eat and feed my kids and clothe them. The people pay my car insurance and my health insurance and my health bills. They're my employer. They subscribe to me for a dollar, five dollars. And you know what? It adds up and it gets the bills paid. Push, shove, but it does. And I'm not even that big of a persona. So I have been trained very well by the people because if I don't work or I don't produce product that they approve of or they don't like what I do, guess what? I don't get their dollar. That means I go hungry. That is exactly how our state's servants should be. So I have been very well trained and I'm not someone that rolls over because I stood strong and tall knowing that I was going to get railroaded, impaled, trash like crazy. And I stood firm on my beliefs because I would not be okay with myself if I bent the knee to corruption for the sake of comfort. It was a lot more comfortable for me to sign off an assurance of voluntary compliance that says I won't sue them and pay a fine indicative of $500, which he also said he was going to take it down to five if I didn't have, because he knows how much money I lost. And I still said no. That shows where I stand. I allowed them to trash me in the court. At least the Supreme Court at the end in 2021 said, no, we're not getting rid of facts from the case. And no, she's not going to pay you any more money. And she should have complied even though the courts were wrong. It's like, how does that even make sense? And yeah, and they've, and they've racked up me paying their fees. Not anything I took because there's people talking about charities. That's bullshit. I didn't take one penny. I lost money. That is completely fabricated. All those things were completely fabricated because they were so upset that they couldn't nail me or at least have me violate national security and violate, you know, OPSEC rules, general things. So there I am. I stood not for you, not for my kids, but for me to be okay with me to say to myself, when I look at myself in the mirror, you didn't bend the knee. You stand by what you say. You have principle and you have values. That's how you know who it is. That's why I, I, I understand when people took the vaccine to maintain their job. I get it. Guys, I was there in that position. But we all have a choice. And depending on the seasoning, it's like every human being is like a cast iron pan. Right? You know you know how cast iron pans are? The more heat and meat and abuse they get, the better they taste, right? And the, better, and the stronger they are. Maybe some people aren't as seasoned you know, as others. And that's okay. That comes with time and with being bumped around with steaks and whatever, chops and being scrubbed and burnt, right? <laughs> Those, the seasoning. And that's exactly why many of you made really hard choices that you regret now, but you understand. And whenever we make mistakes, we shouldn't be ashamed of them, right? I was weak many, many times. But I'm not ashamed when I make mistakes. Damn, that's a badge of honor. That means I've been through that. And that's where everyone should be. Now, all of us as Ohioans have been through the, 
Yeah, I just let them know. What's the usual saying? Oh, they're so powerful. They're so corrupt. What can we do? They have a lot of money. I've had people tell me, man, he has a lot of money. He'll crush you. And I said, dude, I'm going to win anyway. He can have all the money he wants. It's a good thing my campaign had some money because I needed it for court or else I wouldn't be on the ballot. I fought them and I won. He broke the law twice to keep me off the ballot because he knows I'm going to win. We will fix this. I will work as hard as I can and I will remain accountable. And I have a track record of two years of depending clearly on the people. So I want you guys to understand that, that this is the precipice. And as the state formerly known as the heart of the United States, the saying is, as goes Ohio, so does the nation. So let's be proud Ohioans and show them that we don't care if you're a Republican. We don't care if you're a Democrat. We care if you're an Ohioan. And this is what we need right now. What we need is to stop the madness. We need to stop having them and allowing them to put us in these little boxes. We need to stop the fear porn, stop the pushing of policies that make zero sense and stop the corruption. All these politicians are so corrupt, so corrupt. And everyone just keeps saying, well, they have a lot of money, but they don't have power. We do. We have all the power. The authority they draw is from the power we give them. And this is what we need. We need to unite as Ohioans. Now, um, does anybody have any questions that I can take? I want to see if there are any questions. I'm pretty sure that my, um, that there were questions on the previous one that I'm looking for. Um, I think we wrote them down. Let me just see the chat actually, because I can't even go in there. I had some tech difficulties getting on today. Let me take a look. Where's all the money the GOP missing? That's a very good question. $3 million were misappropriated. No one went to jail and there was no investigation. That's so weird. Risa, that is a very good question. Um, so it's kind of obfuscated because the his family is quite smart. House LaRose doesn't show his connection, but it is. So it's kind of obfuscated. It's not very clear uh, what's part of the trust and what's his. So I wouldn't be in, able to answer that. But keep in mind, we shouldn't, I mean, we should worry about them enriching themselves, right? But that's secondary, Right now, I want to talk about, you know, you know, everybody loves the dirt, like the drugs, the sex, the prostitutes, you know, just in general, I'm saying, but we don't need to go to the level of talking about people, right? We could do that, but that's low level stuff. We need to be talking about policies and ideas and how we can fix things and how corrupt they are. So um, even though I have a ton to talk about on the bros on that stuff, because, you know, he still works on the regular internet. I'm a little bit quantum. So there's a lot there. He's really upset too. He and the Cuyahoga Board of uh, Directors are really close too. Super close. They talk a lot on text. Okay. When you're in, how do we get the AG to do their job and hold the guilty politicians accountable? Uh, very good question, Lori. So um, Yost has done some good things. In early January of 2021, well, late January of 2021, we in the Ohio groups that we have on Telegram, um, 
sent him letters and then they changed their policy. We're not allowed to email the attorney general's office anymore, but we had his email and we sent him a bunch of emails demanding that he reinforce and state the sovereignty of Ohio and how Ohio is not going to dilly dally when it comes to energy. And we will secure the state's energy and not play games that Biden wanted to do, which is like shut down this, shut down that we're buying energy from the Chinese or whatever. So he actually responded to that within three days, right? He had sent the letter to Joe Biden. But then after that, his chief information officer, I think it's the guy that LaRose hired, maybe wrong, set it up so we can't email them. So in fact, citizen emails coming from Gmail or Yahoo are blocked from emailing the attorney general's office. That is something that I wanted to sue. How does the state deny access to communication with elected officials? But I tabled that. I have it ready for another time. And that's probably explainable by how do they know what you're texting him? Again, going back, all of the Ohio networks are now in the possession of the Department of Homeland Security and the government. You are no longer on a state network. Your state has no privacy. So how do we hold him accountable? Exactly that. He can't block my emails. And if he doesn't do it, that's fine. I'll go to the press and tell the people about it. And then he can answer the people as to why. Don't forget, I'm going to have the Gonzalez Doctrine. And the Gonzalez Doctrine will be a pathway that I will nicely craft as the person responsible for elections to be able to remove any individual that blatantly disregards the will of the people or lies to them to get elected. We need to have that in there. All these laws in legislature are done by thirsty, second-rate attorneys that go there part-time, and their whole career is hoping that they'll get into a more statewide position, where some of them die in there like dinosaurs and, you know, pretend they're statesmen, right? So we'll get it done. There'll be many avenues. Another question. What was state sovereignty bill all states or referring to specific? So all the states are supposed to be sovereign. Every single one are independent of the federal government. Uh, that was part of the whole declaration of independence and the convention that they had. Now, there's no sovereignty bill. We are sovereign. They've taken our sovereignty because it was forfeited willingly by Frank LaRose, which is an argument that he'll probably make. And then I could say, all right, well, then we need to go to court and see if you had the right to make that choice and forfeit our sovereignty. Because when you were elected, here's a document from the EAC saying that the machines were not certified. Therefore, I cannot wholeheartedly, and no one can say that, with 100% accuracy, that he was rightfully elected. So he had no right to hand over our sovereignty and push over all our information into federal custody without our permission. And one might say, well, he was elected, so he made that choice. Then we can ask that question. Was he really elected if the Congressional Act, the HAVA Act of 2002, was violated and the machines were not certified, and yet he was elected? You see... There are many ways that we can go around. So we were sovereign and we're going to take that back. Just looking down for other questions. Can you tell us about LaRose going overseas for elections? Okay. 
So let's rewind to 2018. In 2018, uh, Rudy Giuliani was in Ukraine, as you know. At that point, the State Department officials and the person that was the ambassador there, Yovanovitch, you guys saw the whole pony show with the Lieutenant Colonel Vindman and Fiona Hill and all these crazy people that are better than you. And you're a peasant, so you need to shut up. And I've worked with these people, so I'm telling you that firsthand. That's how they look at people. So um, what happened was um, they had discovered all the business intricacies and money laundering um, operations that they had in place. In 2019, Biden and a big delegation of Democrats were at the cyber conference in Munich in February, and there were discussions. Now, the discussions from Yovanovitch were, well, we've barred them from approaching the Department of Justice. Remember, she was playing guard to not allow Ukrainian officials to speak with U.S., you know, um, DOJ persons or the attorney general. She was barring them. She was playing gatekeeper, right, when that's not her job. And what she explained was that there was a problem with Biden running. And this is why he didn't announce he was running until uh, April 25th of 2019. The problem was, is that they had information regarding Burisma and Baha'i Harvest and all these, this money and the quid pro Joe, you know, and all that stuff. So they were having discussions with foreign leaders on how they were going to get this done. And the thing is, well, Ukraine has elections now. As long as we get the right person elected, then we shouldn't have a problem because they will not be forthcoming with information for President Trump. Now, let's fast forward. We go to April 21st, 22nd, where Ukraine had elections. Who was there? Frank LaRose was in Ukraine observing elections in Ukraine. They had the best people. And I know this. Why? In 2014, Barack Obama had signed a bill and I put it in my affidavit in a court case. He had signed a bill to provide aid, which was $50 billion to or $50 million, I think million. Now we're in the billions. When, then it was millions. $50 million to Ukraine where we offered them like 2,000 to 2,500 temporary employees and a few hundred permanent employees for elections. Are you understanding that? I authorized and cleared each and one of those people that went through the State Department to, well, it was done before the bill was signed. Just so you know, the bills are signed last. The actual stuff is done before because they were in a hurry right, for the elections um, back then. Um, And that's how Hunter then went on the board, it was kind of like, you know, we'll get you elected and you give my kid this so we can get some money through. It's just, it's just a higher ups making higher up deals while we, the people fund it. Okay. And it's not like some crazy scheme. It's normal. You see it in your business environment at work. You guys all see that. Just think of it on a more elevated scale with countries and people actually footing the bill. So we did that in 2014. In 2019, the same thing happened. The best people were out there. I used to work the Ukraine desk sometimes. So I know exactly what what he was doing there with McCain, Cindy McCain, and why he was there observing the elections. And Zelensky won by a landslide. Remember, a guy that's not a politician, he was an actor playing a president on TV, and suddenly he became president when no one even heard of him before. 
So he was selected and placed in power, right? And Frank LaRose was there to observe all of that and make sure it went through without a hiccup. Now, that's what Frank did. And then if you remember, the president at the time, President Trump, called up and said, hey, great job. Congratulations. Remember the perfect phone call? You remember that? And then a couple of days later, Biden's like, I'm running. And then a couple of days later, it's like, wasn't a perfect phone call, right? You remember that? You see how things start to make sense? So then you have to see the players that made it happen. It didn't just happen. There was a lot of help. And the U.S. had to help because they needed Trump out and impeached. So that's one. Other than that, in 2020, he was in not not he went to Israel in 2020 in September, I think it was. He was like, guess what? I represent all the Secretary of State. He did a presentation to the Israelis. Look how amazing our um, elections are. They're so safe and secure, and it's like no big deal. And it's like he's such a liar. He already knew the AFL-CIO had already planned it. They had already picked the states that they were going to rig. They already knew where they were going to have the the tangible evidence to support the digital evidence. They knew which states they had already paid off the electoral slate. Right? He already knew that because he was part of the team, remember? He was on their board. So that tells you exactly who he is. Any other questions? Well, okay. Someone says Homeland Security took away our ballot, our our ballot, our vote away with the help of size in all fifty states, with the help of all states. Lovely Secretary Saint. Same way they did in Ukraine. With the machines. Yes. In 2019, in fact, <clears throat> when we were looking at it, um, Millie and I were covering the 2019 elections in Kentucky that were completely rigged. And that's where I like came out and wrote down, here's how the math happened. It's simple algebra. It's not rocket science. I know these machines because I've deployed that technology. It's a weapon of war. I can acknowledge a weapon of war. Right. It's like all of you that have handled, you know, AR-15s, you know, AK-47s and Glocks, you know the difference between them. Right. You've seen them before. Well, this is a weapon and I've seen that before. Same thing. Different name could be called Smartmatic, Diabold, Seidel, uh, you could ESNS, Dominion, whatever you want. The software is the same because we created it. OK, we created it. The Department of Defense was created by a guy named Paul Brinkley and um, Richard Gates. Um, who and, and Gates was a former CIA director after that. He became CIA director after that. So it came out of the DOD. It was a weapon of war, and it was first tested within the United States, and they got caught. And then there was a congressional hearing where Curtis from Florida, who was hired, get this, by Bush, he said it, to create a thing to flip the votes, right? It's congressional record. It's not like I'm making this up. This isn't like, oh yeah, fantasy land. This is real stuff. And you know where they were stolen? In Ohio. And they and the Republicans got caught. And here's another thing that'll give you a little bit of a tickle of fancy, right? The guy who ran, well, I'm trying to remember which one it was. But anyway, so they got caught in Ohio and suddenly some stuff blow up in Tennessee again. Remember December, 2020 anyway. And the guy that got caught 
he was going to be seen by Judge Oliver in the Northern District of Ohio, by the way. Brass ring for him, this election fraud. And um, the guy never made it because he died in a plane crash. So everybody forgot about it, right? Everybody forgot about it. They forgot about it. The guy died in a plane. Oh, well, <laughs> too bad. We stole the elections. Gosh, golly gee. The people will forget. And you know what? Then they started, oh, war, war, war. Kind of like what Biden's doing right now. Let's just blow stuff up and provoke them for war. Maybe we'll drop a nuke so many feet above you know, the ground. So that way we can EMP a certain area in the United States and cause some chaos and people will shut up because they're going to be too busy surviving. You know, that could be an idea. Having said that, 2004, we did have a stolen election. That was documented, well-documented. That was the first red flag. 2006, the Department of Justice itself went after the state of New York for dis disobeying them on using electronic machines. It was in 2006 when the full surveillance technology was deployed. That's where facial recognition records were retained by people, DNA samples. There were RFPs out by a gentleman in the FBI called Cuthbertson that was demanding all these records from private employers. They started creating the database, what they called the citizen log. And then it became Facebook in 2008. Because it was really hard to collect all this information because people weren't giving it voluntarily. So maybe we should create a social media site, says DARPA, that will collect the information completely free of charge and that the people will voluntarily provide. So this has been going on for a while. It's not like one day they woke up and they're like, yeah, let's steal elections. They've been doing it for a long time. They've been fine tuning it too, to the point that they have so much data that they know how you're going to respond to anything. Like right now, someone, based on my profile and the information that they can collect from me, from texts, emails, phone calls, the way I vote, everything, they'll know that if someone threw a shoe at me, which way I would dodge. Would I dodge this way, down, or up? That's how accurate it is. And this is the importance of data. Someone that used data in order to change the minds of nations to embrace weapons of war, I could tell you, they're winning. Hardcore. But this is the chess move they didn't see. We look like we're in checkmate. We're not. The chess move is taking the power back. It's arbitrary power. They're just taking it. Just mm. So SISA did this to all 50 states. It was deployed in 2016 when they knew they were going to lose. They already knew they were going to lose. So their point at that point was that they needed to mitigate. I mean, at the end of the day, why are you putting that person up? Like, that is an insult to the intelligence of the American people to put that woman up. They could have at least picked another Democrat or another puppet to put up there. Why her? Why didn't they pick another puppet? I mean, she's Kamala Harris is vice president. That's like one of the biggest insults, you know, while she was Steve Harvey's side chick. Like, that's so weird. So, yeah, they did that. And they'll keep doing it as long as we let them. Comment on auditing as sauce. Auditing businesses scare small businesses. Well, you're right. So, Michelle, um, here's the thing. Auditing the businesses doesn't mean that I'm auditing you like tax-wise or money-wise. Auditing the businesses is to find out if they're actual businesses, shell companies, virtual companies, or whatever. That's number one. 
we need to be to have them more identifiable as foreign companies. I know a lot of them say foreign LLC, but we need to define because foreign companies are also companies that are registered outside of the state. So if a company is registered in Delaware, it's called a foreign entity, even though it's not outside of the country. Right. So we need to clarify that for people that don't understand that. That's number one. Number two, the audits aren't supposed to be going to the small businesses. It's supposed to be going to the big block corporations first. So those are the ones that we're going to handle first, but not so much, um, not so much the big corporations that first go. The first thing we're going to do is ensure that every single person in the elected office has their nose clean. And how do we do it? By looking at their businesses to looking at their registered correctly. Are they actually doing what they say? Uh, you know, kind of like Les Wexner, he sells clothes, but you're actually a pedophile. I don't think I want your business. I'm going to confiscate your bank accounts now. I'm going to keep that. I'm going to fine this company because you have been found to have committed crimes against children and humanity. You are not allowed to operate businesses in Ohio. I will take your money now and you hospital place or whatever that has a Wexner name on it. You'll be paying a fine $10,000 every day until you take that name down. You figure it out. So that's what I mean by auditing. Not the small businesses so much, but more so the people that are in positions that are elected positions should have their nose clean. They shouldn't be taking advantage of the fact, kind of like this Intel project. Let's see how many politicians have made a ton of money in building contracts, you know, because they need houses there, right? They need apartment buildings. They need new neighborhoods, new roads, new shops, new franchises. Who's making this money? Who's doing the backdoor deals? It can't be a politician. Well, it could be a politician, but it just can't be someone in elected office that seems to benefit off of deals being made with the state of Ohio. I hope that clarifies that. Okay, that's enough. Whoa, that's a great question, Keola. So the one thing as Secretary of State I can do is create a directive that says that there will be no more money coming from any corporations. And then what the GOP and the DNC will do is they will sue me and I will argue and hopefully I will get FEC Citizens United tossed out because that's the root of all problems. So I'm willing to do that. That's something that I don't want. You are not allowed to have corporations fund you period. No public energy, no, 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 uh, what is it? Um, illuminating company, first energy, public utilities, UPS, FedEx, Canadian energy, railroads. No, you get none of their money, not even their packs. We're going to change that. We're going to change that. Even for federal, we're changing that. We're going to have honest politicians go out there. Oh, um, I just got this in the mail. Someone asked about my book. Um, how did DDT endorse LeBros? Just said, thank you. We don't know what he was thanking him about, probably for pulling his own pants down. Yes. Well, he actually did endorse him during the primary and the going price at that time for primaries was a million dollars. But he also said in his speeches, well, I'll endorse some people now, but we don't know what happens later in November. You know, the worst thing is, is him claiming that he was the only secretary of state endorsed by President Trump, which is a lie. And, you know, being the first secretary of state to get his endorsement pulled. Now that'll be fun. So, yeah, he didn't endorse him at the rally. 
I don't know why he said that. In fact, the two judges that ruled against me were backstage with him. And he said, oh, you know, I talked to your great secretary of state and these two judges running on the Supreme Court as Republican. Great people. Sure. That's what he said. Those were the people that went against me. Some small business owners are afraid you're talking about. I did. I did clarify. And it's probably people that want you to stay with the status quo. That's not what I said. I said that for small businesses, the only thing I said about small businesses is that the chamber of commerce is gone. Because I feel like small businesses are constantly being stymied on a county level because of the chamber of commerce, right? You're paying dues. And if you pay a lot of money, then they'll be your friend, right? And maybe promote you and pretend that you're important, right? You know how that works in counties. So what we need to do is ensure that every district of Ohio, we need to have districts of secretary of state's offices have their own alleged chamber of commerce, where all the businesses in that jurisdiction are showcased on a separate page as all businesses of Ohio. Because right now we're leaving it up to these nonprofits or bullies of counties that seem to have more money. You know, you may have a coffee shop and someone may have five restaurants. For some reason, their voice is more important than yours when you're both working. And that's a problem. So it's not auditing small business owners. I can't stand it when people say things that are wrong on purpose. And hopefully somebody can use this soundbite to pull it out. I want to audit all the businesses that are owned by elected officials, every single one of them. And then I want to hit the big box ones. And then I want to be able to identify all the businesses on our system. Are they still eligible? Are they defunct? Are they labeled correctly? And to make the distinction between non-Ohio, but U.S. business and non-U.S. business, right? I want to make it clear because I'm listening to the people and the issues they have. So that is, I hope that clarifies it. Let's see. I'm just looking for more questions. Yeah, Wexner is not a good guy. You know, there's people out there that were so upset when I called out John Adams. And it's like, why are you upset? If I lied, okay, you hate me for saying the truth. Like the people shouldn't know that he's just as corrupt as everyone else and took money from a pedophile. Get out of my face. Like when people say things like that, it makes me very upset. You hate me because I said the truth. And so now what? You're going to tank your whole state because your butt hurt that you went all in on a guy that took money from a pedo. Get out of here. Like, this is the the level of mentality some people have. Oh, no, that's okay. S-Corps are supposed to be really good, right? Um, okay, this question, what question? Well, oh, you sound like you're getting a cold. Well, I do have a child that's got the sniffles and is sick. And, you know, I'm fat, I smoke, and I'm actually, you know, sick as a person. Like, I'm not healthy. Um, you know, so obviously I'm going to be under the weather, but I'm okay. 87,000. Oh, are, are we still calling them IRS agents? They sound like marshals because I think 87,000 of them were deputized earlier. Yes, I am eating cuties. Yeah. Well, small businesses do need audit insurance. I'm a small business in Ohio. Um, I am. I'm actually f still waiting to file my taxes. <laughs> I mean, my accountant's waiting on me. Um, 
for my first year as a company and I had to put it, he told me that, you know, that's the way I can have less taxes to pay if I run it as an LLC. So I know. And Oh, the audit insurance that I'm saying, all of you should get out now. If you have a small business, um, or if you have income more than 70,000 a year combined and buy yourself like that into it, audit insurance, uh, they offer you free IRS agents to help you if you get audited across the nation right now, people are being audited like crazy, especially people that have not bent the knee. And we're talking people within the government, the DOD, the military, independent small businesses. So that's really important. people need to get it over themselves and realize that most of us have been duped for years by all these people. They're projecting their anger and embarrassment at the wrong people. I agree, Michelle, I agree. And I get it why they're frustrated. I, I do 1 million percent. These people drank the Kool-Aid. I mean, how many of us haven't drunk the Kool-Aid at some point in our life? You know, we're not one to judge, right? But when you're saying things, knowing that right now our state is at the precipice and we fail. Your kids will have zero future. All that Nasara Jasara stuff they were pulling was, yeah, zero debt. But now you're going on a credit system, right? How are you going to feel when you have no money? And you're told by the government how many luxury credits, housing credits, and food credits you have. What are you going to say then? Oh, well, I didn't realize it. Yes, you did. You were just too embarrassed to admit you made a mistake. I've made the mistake too. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not perfect. I'm most, most seriously, I'm not perfect. Definitely not. Do I have any authority to keep the IRS out of Ohio? So that's okay. So as secretary of state, I pertain to elections and businesses. So if anything can be done by the secretary of state to disallow federal intrusion into the operations of Ohio, I will most definitely be doing that. But obviously there's a certain jurisdiction that I have. Frank LaRose kept me off the ballot, but allowed six Democrats on. Well, Frank LaRose also allowed one Republican who decided last minute to run as an independent, even though he voted as a primary as a Republican to run as independent. Frank LaRose, the Democrats and the Republicans are in or in it. They're making us fight so that they win. And they're all doing backdoor deals. Like I said, Cuyahoga County's elections board of director guy, he's like super blue, right? He, he would get on his knees for Biden. Oh, let, don't get me started on Obama. And yet he and Frank are like this, like this, right? So what we need to realize is they're keeping us fighting so that they win. And all these other people that are like, oh, let's just stick to red. It doesn't matter. It's better than blue. It's like, why are you picking lesser evil when you got the good right here? That makes no sense. Tor, how can we connect as individuals with groups put together in each state that have become boots on the ground at county levels to fight corruption? I've been watching you in individual groups filing paperwork across the country to make change. No idea where to begin. I feel helpless. So when the elections happened in 2020, what I said is the only way we fix this is if we audit all 50 states. That's it. And 
50 state groups were created. We also have country groups. Um, so my listeners from overseas can have conversations. We also have a federal employees group. Uh, the CIA group is the funniest one because when we created, you see so-and-so went in, so-and-so went out. That's it. There's no conversation. <laughs> it's the funniest one. I think that was like a joke, creating that one, because like who would go in there and say, yeah, I work for the CIA. But it was funny to watch it. So there's a Tory says CIA group too, but it only has so-and-so joined the group, so-and-so left the group. So it's super funny. But if you go to Telegram, which is a great tool, you can download it on your computer, which is a lot more fun and easier. You can actually um, look up Tori Says. And then once you get onto the main channel, you can ask, hey, I'm in this state. How do I get in contact? And someone within the group will send it to one of their leaders of their groups because they appoint someone to monitor the rooms. It's usually people that are retired or have more time on their hands and they take shifts to monitor that there's no pornography so they can have discussions. You know, they're autonomous. I don't, I don't, I don't tell them what to do, right? They all do their same thing, their own thing. Texas, in fact, has a state group, but then they have every single county group too. Um, other, other, other states do that. Like Louisiana, they have meetings with like gavels and they take minutes. You know, this is how we organize. And these are the people that should be in office, really. <laughs> these people that are organizing should actually be in office and getting stuff done. And then training future Americans to do the same thing. Like these people are literally having meetings and they take minutes and they take notes and they get together and they have potlucks and they discuss and they print things and they do things. That's what they do. Some states just casually meet up every once a month or every week for dinner and drinks within their regions. So um, that's how you can do that. Oh, um, Lori, so LaRose didn't register late for the ballot. In fact, his signatures were confirmed days late from the county, so they should have been disqualified. But for himself, he didn't hold a hard date. But for me, he didn't hold a hard date either. He used the earlier date rather than the later one, which was super bizarre. But anyway, and I checked those signatures that were approved for him, and most of them were not supposed to be approved. Um, but, you know, rules for thee and not for me. All right. I don't see any more questions. So on that note, guys, the dirty laundry episode has just shown to you that you have had one person within this past term, how they have single handedly destroyed our state sovereignty with their actions in the name of um, unity and globalism, of course. And safety, of course, because, you know, why not have the federal government access our information freely? Why not allow the federal government to choose our leaders? And, you know, this is why I say you need to take the reins back because you know how the project was called in 1999 when they deployed it with the whole hanging Chad story. It was called Project Reigns. So I was there on the first meeting. I even asked. I, I was the youngin. I was like, wait a minute. So are we like picking their own leaders? just installing leaders. And they're like, don't be silly. We can't let people choose their leaders. That would be chaos. Why do you think that doesn't apply in your state? Hmm? They own them. Okay, guys. So on that note, since we don't have any questions, I will let you go. And I will show you a video on exit. Um, one that I saw today, actually, um, created by um, one of my listeners and and has become a great friend. I mean, I've, I mean, I've made so many great friends. Um, I'm a lonely friend person, though. I work too hard. 
I work way too hard. I'm going to find that video and play it for you. Let's see. I believe I shared it on Telegram today. Allow me to take a look. It was actually quite well put. It's from over a year ago, pretty much telling you everything that's happening now, which was pretty astonishing. Considering predictive analytics is pretty on point, but it all um, relies on the people actually working together and um, putting things uh, one foot in front of the other. How do we say that? That's it. Putting one foot in front of the other uh, to ensure that. So um, it was my New Year show. Um, it was called, it was um, the year of recompense. Uh, 2022 for me uh, is going to be remembered in history as the year of recompense. And um, I hope you guys enjoy it. I wish you a fabulous evening. And um, I will see you next with the Chelsea Dirty Laundry. Um, and hopefully that'll help you learn more about that candidate. Well, she's not really a candidate, but God bless everyone. When they come out, people will be held accountable for these things. In the meantime, it's picture the planet as you can picture it. What you perceive as a planet. Like a game of risk, right? Like a game board. And you can see their pieces being moved. Find your still. Because you and your families are safe. Right? Do not have fear, because that is what they prey on. Because 2022 is not going to be easy. There's going to be sudden destruction, and the only thing that can help you right now is God. And see, at the beginning of the show, I showed you that video where they had these communications, and there was a reason for that. They didn't have the computer connected to internet. It didn't have a modem. And these conversations were happening. Someone was like, maybe someone's hacking. Other people were like, ooh, it was a ghost in the machine. Stop. There's no ghost in the machine. Energy and communication between devices can happen when they're energetically linked. When they're directly linked from a footprint. It's like a, an alloy footprint, I would say. Super highway of information and communication that you can find with terminal IDs. Ley lines are completely different from Earth energy lines. Fixed lay intercepts, aka flies, are untapped energy connections, uh, untapped connections. And that is more evident and hopefully it understand it helps you understand the phenomena that drew people from the sleep state to the awake state. Very few people can command terminals as such. There are very specific ley lines, but also operators. Because they can detect operators. So hopefully that helps dispel 
would challenge status quo. But imagine if 10 years ago, someone told you that we're throwing in particles in the clouds to make them rain. You'd say that's stupid, even though they started doing it 30 years ago. Right? So if someone was to tell you that you understand the concept that time is not linear, and that the past, present, and the future coexist, it wouldn't be a terrifying thought to be able to understand that some things you just can't explain right now because you haven't been taught that. And like that lady that I played explaining these energy points, which laid out ley lines, she said the perceived historical narrative or the historical narrative we have been provided. 2022, Pretty iconic. I mean, when it comes up to three rods, now that's crazy. But it is a time for liberation. I mean, that should be a liberating number. MMXXII. Pretty liberating number. MMXXII. 2022. The year of recompense. Where divine order will come in. Where there will be a sigh of relief. Right after the heat of what's perceived as the summer. And then the baby's out. And there's going to be a lot of screaming. But it's going to be good screaming. And the birth pains are done. It's nine months of birth pains. Right? Nine months to carry it. Maybe we should, uh, well, we should have started the clock on December 1st. <laughs> Not January 1st. It's going to be a time where things are going to start to kind of fall into place unexpectedly. Uh, Lots of wins, but like I said, with so many people going, obviously, you know, your Hollywood executives, your big CEOs, your big company, you know, your entrepreneurs, they're all at the end of their perceived and that narrative lifetime, lifespan. There's a lot of people going to be dying of having an And their parents will feel the guilt. This is where the problem lies. The parents are going to feel the guilt. And it terrifies me. And I know I love to troll those that have gotten the vaccine so much. But for those parents that have provided it to their children, it terrifies me as to what they will do. Thank you.